It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Farm Talk with John O'Connor. Amongst the many items covered in the show, Miss Caroline Brown, HR Manager, Dairy Gold, our sponsor, has details of new laboratory apprenticeships being organised by Dairy Gold. A reminder, Barrier O show is taking place today and the FTMTA machinery show is taking place on 13th and 14th of July. Tree planting contractors experience tree planting contractors for native trees required by IRD to hallow. First, Miss Noreen O'Reilly, Chagas Canturk office on the new Acres environmental scheme. First of all, Noreen, welcome to the programme. Now, you might just confirm that the name of the new environmental scheme is Acres, said to be on the same lines as reps, even though some people might disagree with that. But, uh, Noreen, over to you to talk about the new Acres environmental scheme. Well, I suppose, yes, John, um, Acres is the name that they have um, settled on. Um, I suppose even before I go go through even in Acres, in general, in the new cap, which is there between uh, 2023 and 2027, um, there is a big, there's going to be a big emphasis on um, environmental. There'll be be a good lot of different environmental actions um, within within schemes. So, for example, at the moment, when we do the direct payment, we call it BPS, That'll be broken up next from next year on into what they'll call the BIS, the CRIS, and the ECO scheme. And even in that ECO scheme, there will be environmental actions that people will volunteer to take on, such as soil sampling, liming, planting of trees, uh, field margins, cash crops, and so on. So even, we'll say, before they actually go into a, a glass-like scheme like Acres, there will be in the side all, also other environmental schemes. Um, and as I say, like there, there, there is a big emphasis on in, 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 in environmental, and like I'll jump on there. Why, 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 why are we emphasising on environmental and, and kind of habitat protection um, so much now? And it really a large bit boils down to our water quality, and we have been hearing, we'll say. Big emphasis, people that are more intensive farming and have been in derogation and such. And for us still being able to continue to have the derogation scheme and um, have higher stocking rates and such, it all falls back on us being able to improve our water quality. Uh, We need to improve our water quality. Since the mid-80s, it has um, decreased and in more in that we have lost a lot of areas that would have been considered high water quality. 
So to be fair, there has been a lot of investments on farm with slurry control. We've had improvement or reduction um, in, um, in in slurry being lost directly, and there's been a good lot of collection and investment in concrete for this. But um, we actually have lost areas that were severely uh, polluted. They're after improving, but we're after uh, losing areas that would have been considered very high quality. And like a lot of this is more just due to losses runoff from soil yard, passageways, um, from fields, during, due to not correct buffer zones or margins, um, or spreading too, too close to drains, or spreading when weather conditions are bad, when there's rain in the forecast, or outside the spreadable area, or timing. So, and, and, and we really have to kind of see what effect this is having in that even in the estuaries there's been a there's been a big increase in eutrophication in in our estuaries so the water quality statistics and testing points all around is not telling us good stories so we actually have to turn around we know that Chagask and local authorities they have been monitoring water in agricultural catchment areas and in general no one would disagree with improving water quality but again there are so many stories as you've mentioned there so many stories of indications of the water quality decreasing and previously pristine areas areas of pure quality they are becoming more and more contaminated and even though farmers are trying lots of ways to stop this or ease down it. Nonetheless, this is not just going to be good farming practice from now on. It's going to be part and parcel of the European Union's um, CAP reform plan and specifically here the acres scheme, which we really would like to talk about. So acres, in agreeing to talk to us about acres, I think, Noreen, you'll be able to point out to some uh, broad directions where the acres despite not being as good, we'll say, as reps in terms of payments, reps was an all-farm thing, that nonetheless, the acres will, we hope, be another weapon in getting rid of contamination where it exists. Yeah, so look, I suppose we'll say the acres will be one last, okay? So I suppose just to, to go just on the water quality, I, and, and when I was saying there on mindset, like we, we will have to just, we'll say, start looking at you know, looking at a loss, we'll say loss to water and the reduction of water quality. And fellas would see this year in particular with the value of fertilizer. That's, that's a loss. So when we spray our fertilizer slurry, we want to grow grass. And if it's lost anywhere else, it's not growing what we want, our grass or our crops. So we have to just change that, that, that mindset. But I suppose the acres will, will help in the form of people putting in place margins, planting trees, um, you know, there, there would be a management of habitats as well as buffer zones and margins that will, uh, uh, in line, then will say, um, fit in, will say, with, with, with the acres. And I suppose, look, people have mentioned REPS. REPS is a long time ago. We fought, since after REPS, we had EOS, and then we had GLASS. We had GLASS 1, 2, and 3. And I suppose it's kind of a follow-on there, really, from that progression on there with glass. And when they say there is not as much money and is it open to everyone, there will be an incentive and there will be option even for larger, more intensive farmers to actually step in because people that are 130 kgs or over will be what they call um, 
tier two and will be um, kind of allowed in to the um, in in into the acres. So starting back at the start of of acres, um, the acres will be will be open to everyone. So there'll be general scheme and there'll be cooperation scheme. So under the general scheme, there'll be actions such as grassland and tillage margins and. Um, wild bird cover, uh, and this all suits intensive a- um, activity as well as less intensive activity. So um, people will say within the eco scheme, within the what we would call the BPS, they'll be looking at planting trees in corners or around the farmyard, and this would be something that would be optional as well uh, through the acres, um, new hedges, soil sampling, liming, cash crops, min till. So these are all actions that will benefit as much intensive or as less intensive. And with these in place, put in a proper place on their farm will actually also help water quality. Keep in touch with your local Chagask advisor because Chagask, you know exactly what the first step will be. Thank you very much, Noreen. Thank you, Dan. We are joined on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme by Miss Caroline Brown, HR Manager with Dairy Gold. First of all, Caroline, welcome to the programme. Now, Dairy Gold are involved in a very ambitious apprenticeship course. Would you tell our listeners something about the two laboratory apprenticeships which Dairy Gold is operating? Sure. Now, first of all, thank you very much for having me here today. I'm delighted to be here and delighted to give you some insight into our new laboratory apprenticeships. So first of all, the apprenticeship program um, is actually it's a collaboration between IBEC, um, MTU Cork, and of course, Solis, which is the, our state agency. Um, now, I believe the apprenticeship program was first launched in 2018 um, in TU in Dublin, and I think it expanded into, um, I think, what was known at the time as WIT, which is now SETU. And this will be the very first year, 2022, that I will be run in MTU in Cork. And, of course, we're delighted to be participating in the programme. Um, the programme now, there's actually two options. So there's a two-year programme, which is a level six higher certificate in science. And then the other option is the level seven, which is the ordinary bachelor of science degree. Um, so it is our intention to recruit two apprentices for this programme. But in terms of uh, qualifications for someone applying, is there an age limit or are any prior qualifications needed? For um, school leavers, they need to have um, passed uh, five particular subjects, one being maths and science. And it's also open to mature students, and that's somebody who's 23 years of age or over. Um, And there's actually no criteria there. Um, So it really is... Um, it's, you know, open to a large group of people. Where will the apprenticeships uh, training actually take place? And you might remind our listeners about the duration of the apprenticeships. So the apprenticeship, again, there are two options. So um, you may decide to do the two-year programme or the three-year programme. So the week will be, normally the, the week would be a five-day week programme. So two days a week. Um, in college, in MTU, and three days a week then here in the laboratory in Lombardstown, working alongside the, the, the train team here. And we do have a trained mentor as well who's gone through the mentorship program who will be assigned to the apprentices. 
What were some of the key activities uh, carried out at the Dairy Gold Analytical Services and Laboratory in Lumberstown, not so far from Mallow, actually be? It certainly is something where an awful lot of very, very important analytical actions are carried out. Yes, so, um, I mean, there's a number of services that um, we uh, carry out in the laboratory. So I guess the apprenticeship will be involved in um, testing and um, elements, uh, trace elements such as pesticides, residues, toxins and vitamins. And and as well as testing, um, we also um, provide advice, um, recommendations and advice for the person receiving the test. Would it be true to say that apprenticeships are coming back into vogue and uh, are generally on the increase? Absolutely. I mean, there seems to be a revival of apprenticeships in recent years. And I guess it's been endorsed by Minister Harris. So he's put a lot of emphasis on that, which uh, obviously a lot of people are influenced by. Um, And people can see, I suppose, the great benefits of it because you're paid while you're, you're... being educated and you're also getting it's a blended approach to learning so you get to learn the theory of something and then apply it back in the workplace within the same week itself so it, it seemed to be another way of learning another way of developing one's skills so and very popular at the moment I think it would be true to say that working in the food industry can be very rewarding and you feel you are doing an extremely important job when you're talking about uh, monitoring the quality of food Yes, indeed. I mean, it's a very responsible job and I suppose there's no room for error. Um, So the attention to detail in this specific area is paramount, you know. Um, But indeed, I mean, for people who are interested in this type of work, it's very rewarding. And of course, part of, you know, being part of Dairy Gold as well, which is a huge, huge team, you get to interact and work, you know, cross-functionally as well. So there's a great opportunity to develop within that role. Is there any website where people can learn more about, uh, number one, the apprenticeships and then also the services carried out by Dairy Gold Analytical Laboratory in Lumberstone? Any websites you can recommend to our yes. listeners? Um, be delighted, John, to recommend, well, first of all, um, lab apprenticeship at ibec.ie. So that would be the, probably the best um, email there to use to get access to a lady called Jennifer Lynch, who's very much been promoting this from IBEC. Um, you can also go onto our own website, so our Dairy Gold website, um, where you, you can see the, the vacancy there. And if you go on to apprenticeship, .ie, you'll also get um, all the relevant information in connection to all the other apprenticeships that are available across Ireland and indeed you, you can apply for um, the apprenticeship programme in Dairy Gold as well. So the apprenticeship programme is a collaboration between IBEC, who's the employer's organisation, MTU Cork and Solace and ourselves here um, in Dairy Gold Aggie Business. We're very proud of the mill here in Lumberstown. So the mill first opened in 1987. And in 1989, it received the INAB accreditation. And it was the very first of its industry to do so. Um, Now, Aileen O'Sullivan, who's the lab manager here and has been um, for more than 30 years, and her team have maintained and expanded the accreditation for that time. In 1987, they started with providing proximate analysis in feedstuffs and grain and have now extended the range of services to include forage and soil analysis. 
In 2017, a new state-of-the-art facility was built here um, alongside the old lab. And since then, they, have equipped, they are equipped to deal with a full range of trace elements, pesticides, residues, toxins and vitamins. And of course, this was done to cater for the growing needs of agriculture, the, um, the environment and other areas as well. The website is our own website, so www.dairygold.ie um, slash careers. Um, you can also get information on apprenticeships on labapprenticeship at ibec.ie. And don't forget the closing date um, for applicants is the 31st of July. Thank you very much indeed, Miss Caroline Brown, Dairy Gold HR Manager. Thank you, Caroline. You're welcome and my pleasure. Thank you very much. We are joined on the farm programme by Mr. Michael Morrissey from the IRD Blue Dot Catchments EIP project. First of all, Michael, welcome to the programme. You are anxious to contact tree planting contractors. You might just explain to our listeners what your project is and uh, what kind of work you'll be doing, all linked, of course, to promoting native trees, I believe. Yes, John. First of all, uh, I'd like to thank you for having having me on the program on behalf of IRD. Um, so the, the project is a, it's an EIP project. Um, so it is a European Innovation Partnership project. It's a 1.4 million euro funded project, um, jointly funded by DEFM, the Department of Agriculture, um, and the European Union. We currently have 100 farmers in the project. Um, so we, we're basically paying farmers on a results-based approach. Um, to protect, uh, enhance and restore high-status water quality within the catchment. So they're basically farming farming land contiguous to rivers, including the River Allo, the River Dello, the River Own Terra Glen, Own and Air, and Glashwe, Glen Lara and Own Keel. We, we, we're currently out surveying for the, for the results-based payment uh, element during the summer. So we, we have 100 farmers um, there to, to, get, to, to survey for the summer. We, we introduced um, additional works um, last year into the project. So these additional works include um, tree planting uh, in, in riparian zones and hedgerow planting, um, amongst other, other measures such as water troughs, solar powered um, pumps, um, farm roadway upgrades to prevent uh, runoff. One of the one of the big um, pushes we have on this year is is to is to plant native tree species in in the riparian zone. So this is this is on on riverbanks um, where there's erosion present. Um, so we basically want to want to get contractors in um, to to plant uh, native tree species. Now native native tree species includes um, birch, hawthorn, oak, um, and and mountain ash. Um, so we we do have a number of farmers that have planted trees um, in the project, and some really good farmers, I, I must say, um, they've they've put in a huge commitment and, and planted around 500 trees, uh, 200 trees or, or whatever. So th- there, there's a lot of work going on, but we'd be hopeful that we can get more done because our project is in year four um, of five years. So we we're anxious to to get a lot more trees planted. So basically, we, we we would be looking for contractors um, to get in contact with the with the project um, for possible planting in October, November, and December, over into January of next year. Um, we we have a lot of areas identified where we'd like to get these trees planted, like uh, for example where, where riverbanks are eroding. Um, 
We also uh, are seeking contractors um, to plant hedgerows for us. Um, so they, for the hedgerow would be planted would be uh, probably a nutrient break where, the, where there's a steeply sloped field um, flowing down into the river. So the, the theory behind this is if we put in a single or a double line hedgerow, um, it, it'll act as a nutrient trap and break the pathway um, of the nutrients in, into, the, in, into these rivers. So again, we have a number of farmers that have, have completed that measure. Um, you know, the, the issue with, with planting is, is, is very time um, time consuming. So farmers farmers are, are extremely busy um, throughout the year, um, particularly in, in the spring where we would be planting trees. Um, and again, in autumn time, whatever, putting, putting out um, story and topping and stuff towards the end of the year so that's really why we're, we're looking for contractors to, to come in and, and um, help us out um, and, and get these hedgerows and, and uh, native native tree planting um, along with pairing zones um, done there over, over the winter time Now these tree planting contractors would they have to supply the trees or would you be providing the native trees and tree lines etc which they could plant presumably they would have to be people with a certain amount of experience. It sounds simple enough, but they'd have to be people who would, you know, have some experience at tree planting. And if they are listing people who are interested and want to find out more, is there a phone number or a contact or a website where they can you know, inquire further? Yes, John. I think I think you you've, you've made a really good point there. Um, we, we are looking for experienced um, individuals to, to plant these trees. The, the issue we have with, with, with tree planting is if, if it isn't done correctly, um, you, you're not going to get a, a positive result out of it. Um, so we, we would be looking for experienced um, contractors um, to, plant, to plant these trees. The, the provision of, 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 the, of the stock, now there's two options there. The contractor can, can uh, purchase the stock and will be reimbursed. Um, but in addition to that, um, the project um, can purchase stock as well and, and provide that for the contractor. But ideally, we would be looking for a, for a, for a, for a contractor to come in and, and complete the work from start to finish, i.e. they do the groundworks, um, purchase the stock, plant the, plant the trees with, with three guards or a tree post, um, and then they'll be fully reimbursed. Um, because there's, there's a, we, really the way the project works... Um, there's a, there's a scale of, of payments for, for jobs. And because of the 100% environment. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. 
This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. ...gain as far as we're concerned with planting trees. Those, those works are 100% funded. Um, for example, if, if a farmer was to come to us and, and look to upgrade a roadway to prevent silt runoff, the farmer does a dual benefit there. So we, we wouldn't fund that type of works 100%. We, we may go 50% or whatever, um, have, have a scale on it. But the tree planting is, is 100% funded um, for us, for the farmer um, as well. So we, we, ideally, we'd pay the contractor to come in and plant, uh, plant these um, hedgerows and, and, and tree lines and so on and so forth. Um, Number-wise, contact number, um, they can contact myself, Michael, Michael Morrissey, um, here at IRD Dohalla on 029-606-33. Um, we would really like to hear hear from, from any contractor out there um, to, to get, get involved with us. Um, they're in, I'm, I'm available there Monday, Monday to Friday, so they can, they can ring us, contact us here on 029-606-33. People often forget that the farmers are helping nature, helping biodiversity. Often we associate farming with clear of land to grow crops etc and interrupting the soil in some ways unless we take full benefit from the SIM straw and corporation measure and all those ways of trying to put back quality into the soil and biodiversity and help the worms etc but thank you very much indeed Mr Michael Morrissey there from Irdy to Hollow telling us all about tree planting and your call now for tree planting contractors to contact you at 029-606-33 and offer their services or inquire further me again say a very special thank you to all of the farmers involved in the Duhallow farming for the Blue Dot Catchments EIP project Michael thank you very much indeed thanks a million thank you John Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, Mr Michael Farley, Executive Director of FTMTA. First of all, Michael, welcome to the programme. Could I please ask you to remind our listeners what FTMTA actually stands for? And you have details of two very important show days coming up. John, thank you. So the FTMTA stands for the Farm Tractor and Machinery Trade Association. And we're the official recognised body the representative body for the farm machinery industry in Ireland. And as part of that, we have a history of running farm machinery shows, which dates back over 30 years. We started out as the spring show in the RDS, and then years later we moved to Punchestown. So we have a two-day event coming up on the 13th and 14th of July in Punchestown, um, it will be open daily from 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. And it will have all the great and the good of the farm machinery in Ireland. Can you book online for tickets or how would you get tickets to make sure you can get in? So you can go to our website, which is www.ftmta.ie and you can follow the link from the home screen and you can buy tickets online there and choose which day you want to go to. And the good news is children under 12, accompanied by adults, are free. Could I ask you, Michael, to repeat for any listeners who have just tuned in and missed the first few words of our conversation, 
remind us, please, the dates, the days of the week when this two-day big event is on and the venue, please. So it's on next Wednesday and Thursday. That's the 13th and 14th of July in the Punchestown Event Centre in Nace, outside Nace and County Kildare. Very convenient, just off the M7. Now, I would presume this FTMTA would have very good security at their show and all of the machines and expensive equipment is guarded uh, with very high security because in the journal this week we hear of an incident just before an auction in Carlo. A very valuable quad was stolen and every now and then in the journal we find tragic cases where a farmer's huge investment has been stolen. So theft of machinery. There are people watching every opportunity to steal machinery and even get it out of the country. So for theft of machinery, any general tips which listeners uh, might uh, be aware of or, or simply to remind them because you're so busy rushing around, you might miss the whole point of guarding that valuable, invaluable piece of equipment. Yeah, look, it's a problem, John, around the country. And like just in regards to our own show, we have a security company there from they're actually there this week and will be there right through until well past the event uh, because security is a big issue. The punch stand centre is very secure and all our areas are covered with security cameras, et cetera, et cetera. And I suppose that leads into, you know, your, if you're talking about security on farms, you know, the best advice I give you is never leave keys and machines, you know, especially these days where you have chipped keys, which are particular to a particular uh, machine, like gone are the days where you can have a Massey Ferguson key and get up on any Massey Ferguson and start that tractor. The keys are unique to to the tractor itself. So make sure you take the keys out of the tractor, lock them. You know, CCTV is always a great idea to have around the farm or and just covering the access points, your gates in, your gates out. And, yeah, so general, be security conscious, I suppose. And good, strong lighting. Plenty of old-fashioned uh, good, strong locks on doors, equipment locked away if not in use. And, again, another phenomenon, it seems uh, really you know, below the radar in terms of uh, decency. People, when they go to a funeral, if there's a important uh, bereavement if somebody dies in the area you go to the funeral and people might just temporarily uh, let their guard down so during funerals or big events to make sure that your premises your machinery are in fact uh, securely under lock and key yeah and i think people are getting better at that john these days like when there is an event like that whether it's a funeral or a wedding or something like that do people get their neighbours to come and stay, babysit the house on the farm, if you like, while they're away? And ever increasingly, farm machinery is becoming available to do all kinds of work, even the most traditional types of farm work, back-breaking, labour-intensive uh, potato picking, for example. Absolutely. Like, you know, what comes to my mind in terms of modernisation of farm equipment, when I was growing up, we, we grew some spuds at home, and in those days, the spuds were picked into bags and then you had to handball the bags up onto a trailer and then from the trailer into the shed and handball them off again. Whereas, you know, at the show, we will have a DeWolf potato harvester there uh, supplied with quail machinery. And it's a four row potato harvester. It's 4.1 metres wide and 16 metres long. 
and you know it goes into the field and just short of bagging the spuds <laughs> you know it processes them um ready ready for the the shed that takes a lot of the back breaking work out of it but look there's all kinds of machinery there um this year we've opened up to plant machinery which the contractors would use so we'll have a wide selection of um mini diggers there from the likes of Kubota and uh Hydromec and um Takuchi and uh Bobcat uh, then we will also have the bigger machines again from Ligong, JCB, um, Komatsu with Mikhail Plantire. Um, you know, and then down through all the tractor brands, your John Deere, your Matthew Ferguson, Fent, Valtra, Case New Holland, Case International, Kabuto, Landini, uh, Class, you know, all the major machines. And then right down through uh, from loaders, whether it's Quickie or MX, um, your fertilizer spreaders, the, the full, if you want a machine, you will find it at the FTMTA Farm Machinery Show. Are any of the machines or are any of the pieces of equipment which will be on show manufactured in Ireland? Because it's great if you can buy equipment which is serviced in Ireland, ideally in a town not too far away. But when you buy a piece of machinery, it is wonderful to have it serviceable in Ireland, within the Republic or within the island even. Yeah, well, what I'd say to you about that, John, is like all the machinery and all the dealers, whether they're direct imported or imported distributors, they have fantastic um, follow-up service behind it, you know, to, to service and to maintain the machines and supply of spare parts and all that. But then you also have the indigenous Irish manufacturers. So I'm thinking of the likes of McHale, who, you know, are winning right across the world with their balers and their other grass equipment. You know, you have Malone's as well with their fantastic range of grass equipment and good the likes of Cross Engineering who, you know, make everything from a slurry tank right right across. They're actually manufacturing fantastic machines to um, harvest pineapples, would you believe it? So, you know, we love the full range there. That's a quite amazing. In the Machinery Supplement of the Irish Farmers Journal, 2nd of July 2022, proposal for common European Union tractor driving licence. And there's reference there to the age of 14 to 18. We know there are cases where people who are too young, young people get up and drive a tractor and uh, there can be accidents. That proposal for a common European Union tractor driving licence with, with common standards uh, well, look, I suppose what would be good is like these days, you know, in, if when I was growing up, most of us were traveling abroad to get work. Fortunately, these days things have turned around and most of us, you know, most of the uh, it's immigration, not emigration. And so where we would benefit from that, I suppose, is, you know, for farm workers coming in from abroad, if they have a European license and, you know, it, 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 it licensed them to drive tractors in our machinery in Ireland. So that would be beneficial. I think that's the way we're going. We see where everything is standardised across Europe and it's probably not a bad thing. Speaking to Mr Michael Farrelly, Executive Director of FTMTA. Michael, one last time, the two days of your show. So our show is going to be on on Wednesday the 13th and Thursday the 14th of July 
opening each day from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And we really look forward to welcoming everyone to the show. It's going to be a fantastic show. And the first dedicated farm machinery show, really, um, in the last number of years. Easy access and uh, plenty of parking and plenty of catering. So when people head off, uh, obviously get to the show as early as possible. So when does um, the show actually start? How early can people get in and get a full day, either day one or day two? So the gates will open at 10 a.m. Um, as you said, there is ample parking. There's fantastic facilities in Punchstown with thousands of parking spaces where there are hardcore roadways going throughout the site. So there's no problem no matter what the weather throws at us. It's easy access in and out. Um, then in terms of catering on the day, there will be a full restaurant operating in the Punchstown Centre uh, throughout the event so you can get your breakfast in the morning and you can get your dinner during the day and there will be lots of other food and food vans and other people catering on the day so there will be something there for everybody there will be ice cream if the sun shines and there will be the minerals and everything that people will want on the day That sounds wonderful Thank you very much indeed Mr Michael Farrelly Executive Director FTMTA and you were talking to us about your forthcoming show on the 13th and 14th of July. Thank you very much indeed, Michael. Thanks a million. Thank you, John. Thank you. My pleasure. On 1st of July, the Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnellug, announced the commencement of payments of over €21.7 million Euro to around 100,000 farmers. This money had been deducted from the 2020 BPS Basic Payment Scheme payments under the Financial Discipline and is now being reimbursed to farmers in line with EU regulations. On 1st of July, the ICSA Sheep Chair, Mr Sean McNamara, welcomed publication of the long-awaited Wool Feasibility Study. He said the ICSA had fought hard to make this happen on behalf of the sheep farmers they represented. He said ICSA had established their own wool steering group in 2020, which had now led, he said, to where we are today with the publication of this important wool feasibility study. He said wool had been undervalued and underutilised for far too long. Now at last we have a clear pathway towards maximising the true potential of this valuable natural resource sheep wool. Speaking following a meeting with the Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, the President of the ICMSA, Mr Pat McCormack, said that family dairy farmers had been, quote, sold out by Minister McConlogue. Mr McCormack said the Minister's plan to reduce cow numbers on family dairy farms under a measure agreed by the Department with the EU Commission will have no positive impact on water quality but brings into question the commitment of this government to our crucial family farm sector. Mr McCormack said, while the government are claiming they support family farms and the leaders of the two main parties say they do not support herd reduction, the reality is, Mr McCormack contended, that family farms, the backbone of rural Ireland, were now facing herd reductions under a rule which will have little or no impact on water quality. The ICMSA leader said... Actions speak louder than words, and the Minister's policy, he claimed, was going to hammer families, many of whom had been dairy farming for generations. He said a dairy farmer with 40 hectares milking 112 cows, under the current rules, could end up having to reduce cow numbers by 29, 
under the deal agreed between the Minister and the EU Commission. Mr McCormack said, The reality is these family farms will be forced out of business and we'll see an industrialisation of dairy farming unless it's changed. A warning there from the ICMSA President, Mr Pat McCormack. Irish Cattle and Sheep Farmers Association National President Mr Dermot Kelleher said he does not accept the logic around forcing farmers to become members of the Bordbia Sustainable Beef and Lamb Assurance Scheme S Plus in order to receive cap payments. Mr Kelleher said if farmers do not derive any benefit from participation in the scheme they should not be forced to join it. It's as simple as that. Mr Kelleher said The logic that quantifying the environmentally sustainable activity carried out on farms can only be done through membership of Borbia is flawed. This could be done outside Borbia, but not while the main objective seems to be to get as many farmers signed up to the scheme, regardless of whether or not it's of value to the farmers being signed up. Mr Kelleher said, The reality is the majority of suckler farmers are not members of Borbia because, he said, it would be of no benefit to them. The common practice was to sell cull cows and stores in the marts. They do not, for the most part, sell cattle to factories for slaughter and therefore do not avail of any Borbia quality assurance bonuses. Part of a statement there from the ICSA National President, Mr Dermot Kelleher. An IFA delegation led by Environment Chairman Mr Paul O'Brien met with senior executives in Cork and Waterford County Councils, along with engineers from Atkins Consultants in Formoy recently, to discuss plans for the proposed Mallow to Dungarvan Greenway. An IFA statement pointed out that the proposed 74-kilometre-long Greenway is set to connect Dungarvan in Waterford to Mallow in Cork and linked to the towns and villages of Capoquin, Lismore, Ballyduff, Condolan, Formoy, Ballyhooley and Kilavullen. It's proposed it will generally follow the route of the old Dungarvan to Mallow railway line. The IFA delegation also included North Cork IFA Chair Mr Pat O'Keefe and Waterford IFA County Chair Mr John Heffernan as well as Mr Tony Mullins, North Cork Environment Rep and Mr John Joe Byrne, Waterford IFA Environment Rep. Mr Paul O'Brien said the meeting had been very useful as the IFA provided the project team with an in-depth outline of the fears and concerns of farmers regarding the proposed greenway and how it could impact very significantly on farmers and their property and businesses. The project promoters provided the IFA with a full briefing on the project and an update on the current feasibility study taking place, part of a long statement there from the IFA issued on Thursday 7th of July 2022 covering an IFA meeting with county councils and consultants regarding the Maladungarvan Greenway project. Irish Cattle and Sheep Farmer Association Animal Health and Welfare Chair Mr Hugh Farrell said the Department of Agriculture is playing around with farmers' money by failing to remove caps on TB compensation. Mr Farrell said the caps are no longer working, the caps are outdated and the department must take action to ensure farmers are not seriously shortchanged when it comes to TB compensation. 
IFA National Grain Committee Chairman Mr Kieran McAvoy said, despite the recent amendments to the legislation surrounding mandatory stubble cultivation under the EU nitrates derogation, ultimately the requirements to shallow cultivate 85% to 90% of the cereal stubble area is a very onerous and challenging demand to place on tillage farmers at the busiest time of the year. Mr McAvoy said... The provision in the legislation for derogation from post-harvest cultivation is welcome, but fundamentally the requirement to cultivate cereal stubbles 7 to 14 days after harvesting is unworkable in this country during the month of August. The ICSA National Beef Chairman, Mr Edmund Graham, has called on meat factories here to come clean on how much beef is being imported from Poland and why this is happening. Mr Graham alleged that the ICSA had received multiple reports about large volumes of beef arriving from Poland. It's arriving, he contended, both in carcass form and boxed, some of it processed further, but it's all then shipped on to supply various markets at the expense of local suppliers. Edmund Graham claimed it was no coincidence that his organisation were getting these reports at a time when prices were being pulled. He said it appears that the processors are making a concerted effort to bring beef prices down at a time when farmers are in dire straits trying to keep up with rapidly rising input costs. And that's Farm Talk for now. I'm John O'Connor. Thanks to Barry O'Mahony and Mary Tuig for contributing to the programme again this week. Listeners are reminded that the 64th Barry Row Show is taking place today, Saturday the 9th of July. And a very special thank you to you, the listener, for tuning in. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.